Abed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. And to start off the show, I have an email. I have an email from Mr. Mark Walring, my buddy. And he brings up an interesting t- question. He says, so one of my players brought up a valid argument last week. The person being the one who introduced me to D&D. Basically, the gist of it is he didn't get why most DMs and tabletop games start off at level one, at least from the ones he's experienced. I made the point some DMs feel comfortable taking it slow and having a whole power t- team in action at the start wasn't overwhelming. Plus, not all who play are veterans of the new system. Of the new system, he was concerned that a game with players who know what to expect should start from levels three or four and then march on. This brought this brought about of yeah, well, yes, lasting from twenty minutes to almost commi- coming to shouts. I have no problems if there is a starting point at high levels, but would like to know your take on this. Should be taken as a big deal, or it's not something you want to put work into get to high levels to be there, there, where they are effective. I can understand his frustration on the subject, but didn't see why it needed to be an argument. Now, I've had to restart multiple times because of players' loss and no-shows. For him, it's been a DM that got tired of the game and then says, all right, make new characters without finishing the current game. I can see this. Helicopter DMing is what I've called... I've heard. I've heard about this situation. It's a term I've heard about this situation. I've been guilty of it myself, but I don't do it as a habit. Let me know your thoughts. Thanks, Master Glenn, Mark. Well, thanks for writing in, Mark. I always like to hear from you. Well, funny you should say that. (laughs) I have started at levels. I've had started people at levels other than one. But not very much. I don't think you should go past level three at start, to tell you the truth, because because I just my 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 games tend to be kind of they get a lot of stuff early on. Now they, that that's probably my fault for giving them stuff early on, but there sometimes there's just too many cool things I want to get in their hands right away, and that's that's on me. So. But other than that, I usually start them out at level one. Now, the convention I'm running, it's level one to three, and I generated pre-gens through that, but that's a convention game. Now, this the reason I said funny should ask is because this Astonishing Swordsman campaign I'm running, I started everybody at level two. But my reason being is because I had nothing else module-wise, and I didn't really feel comfortable writing my own at that point because I didn't know Hyperborea all that well. I mean, yeah, through the book and stuff, but I didn't feel comfortable just starting out my own stuff. And the lowest module I could find was for level two. So I said to everybody, all right, you're all level two, start level two. And it really didn't impact. I don't even think level three is going to impact it much because they're just starting to get the... Level three, they're just starting to get their mojo. And it won't really affect what you're what you're dealing with. So I would start them, but I wouldn't start them higher in level three. Unless it's something special, unless it's a one shot where you have to do like pregens or say, okay, write up a fifth level whatever or something like that. 
that I can see, but that's an exception of the rule. I'd say no more level three, but most of the time, you know, I start at first level. I have no problem with that. Thanks again, Mark. And that leads into my other topic, also about characters, is players' expectations. Because this this has to do with kind of like, I forget what they call it, the, the, the something of faith, the guy from Critical Role, where the players, the 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 local playing group or whoever the players are expected to be like critical role and that's that's folly that's that's not really realistic and we were talking about this the other night at the other night at at the monday game and uh we came to the conclusion that it's you should not imitate another game but you should take inspiration from it and if you can always emulate the feel of a game, but you should not copy it. Now, that leads me on to player characters. I've had this happen usually from newbies, people who haven't played very long. They want to emulate something they saw in a movie or a TV show or in a book or whatever. And they get rather disappointed when they say, you say they can't do that especially if you start them off at level one, as I discussed in the topic earlier. I had, I remember when I first got my grandson Gage into playing D&D, he was playing D&D at our house with him and a couple of his buddies from school. And there was this one kid, and he was about, this is like third grade kids. And there's this one kid who said, I want to play an elf. All right, fine, you can play an elf. We were running, I was running, I believe, Rules, Beck me, Rules Cyclopedia D&D. So, basic D&D. Racist class. I want to be an elf. Okay, fine. That's a good class. That's a good class for a basic game. But I want, he wanted me to give him stuff and have him have these powers that some anime character had that wasn't technically an elf. So, I want this sword who comes to me and I can do this and I can jump 50 feet in the air and things like that. And I said, buddy, ain't going to happen because the game, you got to work up to stuff like that if it happens at all. And he was kind of bummed out because I finally came and asked us, this is from what, an anime? He said, yeah, this is from a show I'm watching. Um, but I said, well, I'll tell you the truth. Ain't going to happen my, in my game. No way, no how. Not a, not right away, anyway. You may have a chance to convince me if this thing goes on, but no. Uh-uh. I ain't going to give you a special... But he almost wanted... It sounded like he wanted to be Elric. And it's like, nobody's Elric. Nobody's not even... Nobody's in... My game isn't even dritzed. I'm sorry. No. So that was kind of a hard lesson for him to learn. But I've seen people do this. Uh, this happened a lot in Champions. That When I was playing Champions, people, it's like... I want to be Spider-Man, the current Spider-Man, whatever it is in the current incarnation. And no, you can't do that. You could be, you probably be Spider-Man from his first issue, where he didn't know his powers very well, and they weren't really big. Or, or the better yet, I want to be Wolverine. Oh yeah, right. Uh Uh-uh. So they even address them. I've got fourth big blue book, fourth edition champions. They even address that in the game. In the in the game master section about people who want to play, they want 
the character be as effective in the as in the comic books. It ain't gonna happen. I'm sorry. I mean, they will be effective enough for what I throw at you, but they're not gonna be they're not gonna be as badass as you think they should be, judging from the comic books or whatever source it is. So you just gotta take that's that, you just gotta take it that way. It's a game of building. It's a game of building things up. Even if you start, like I said in the other earlier, about first or third level, you still gotta work at it. You still gotta, you know, put the time in, put put the put the experience in. You know, you don't. You, once you played like five sessions, then you can start building on your character and things like that if the system allows it. But you. You can't start out that way. You can't. You cannot emulate an existing character from another media in a role-playing game. I mean, you can, but I mean, I don't know of any game master who would let you do that right off the bat, right out of the gate. I, I really don't. So the players have to realize that, and the game master's got to stand their ground saying, no, this is the way it is. This is the way the world works. And... Maybe, you know, and if you want to do the compromise thing later, like, oh, like six months down the road saying, okay, uh, you want to start pushing him towards this? Okay, fine. If it's within the boundaries of the game. If the games don't allow things like psionics, then they can't be this psionic monk. That's just, it's just common sense. Anyway, I got to start my day. So if you guys want to talk about this, Drop me an email, oldmangrognar at gmail.com, or you can drop me a voicemail on Anchor. I don't get very many Anchor voicemails anymore. I don't know why. Anyway, and we are monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you too can support this program, and I would thank you. Once again, thank you, Jonathan, Oliver, and, of course, Mark, for supporting me. I appreciate it, guys. So until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. <laughs> <laughs>